0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 9 of The Adventurous by Arthur B. Reeve This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Anne Fletcher Chapter 9 The Trailing of Paquita Rapidly recovering now from the effects of the asphyxiating gun, thanks to the prompt aid of Kennedy, I was soon able to sit up in my improvised bed on the garage floor as well can be imagined however i did not feel like engaging in very strenuous activity even the simple investigation of burke as he explored the garage seemed like a wonderful exhibition of energy to me well there is certainly no car here now he remarked as he surveyed the obvious emptiness of the place which is not to say that there has not been one here recently added kennedy who was now dividing his attention between me and the building "'Someone has been here with a car,' he added, pointing to some fresh oil-spots on the floor and bending down beside them. "'Jameson's inhospitable host has evidently taken the pains to remove all traces that might be of any value. See, he has obliterated even the tyre-tracks by which the car might have been identified.' "'Must have had great respect for your ability.' remarked burke also examining the marks that showed how carefully the floor had been gone over to guard against leaving a clue whoever it was was clever enough to keep just a jump ahead of us not a single trace was left i wonder who it could be i've narrowed it down to two theories interposed burke's secret service man riley always fertile with conjectures but i can't say which i prefer To my way of thinking, either the presence of Mito in the town last night would explain everything, or else this all has something to do with the telegram that we saw the sallow-faced Sanchez receive. Either conjecture was plausible enough on the face of it. Kennedy listened, but said nothing. There seemed to be no reason for remaining longer in the garage. "'How do you feel now, Walter?' asked Craig. "'Do you think you could stand being moved to the hotel?' An oppressive dizziness still affected me, but I knew that I could not continue to lie on the damp floor. With Kennedy's aid, I struggled to my feet. Barely able to walk, and leaning heavily on his arm, I managed to make my way from the garage and across the bit of lawn to the side veranda of the harbour house. Still weak, I was forced to drop into a wicker chair to recover my strength. "'Why, Mr. Jameson, what is the matter?' asked a woman's voice beside us i looked up to see winifred walcott evidently when she left us she had not gone to her room as craig told her briefly what had happened she was instantly sympathetic that's strange she murmured i felt restless and i was strolling about the paths back of the lodge i heard the shot thought it was an automobile tire or a backfire Why not ten minutes before i'm sure i saw paquita with shelby's valet mito burke whispered to riley who nodded and disappeared with alacrity i thought of the cordiality i had often observed between mexicans and japanese was that the case in this instance could it be that paquita knew something about the attack on me was mito the mysterious attacker it was scarcely a moment later that johnson walcott appeared around the corner evidently seeking his sister and just then riley returned dragging the reluctant Mito. where have you been bellowed burke the little jap's face was impassive i was sitting just outside the serpent quarter sir most of the evening he returned in bland surprise think a moment shouted burke advancing close to him and peering into his face who've you been talking to tell me and mind you tell the truth or it'll go hard with you "We no one sir asserted mito positively burke was by this time red in the face with rage as all that he had ever learned in his third-degree days came to the surface you lie he exclaimed i saw you with "'Well?' demanded a voice, interrupting. "'What's all this? What has Mito been doing?' It was Shelby Maddox, who had been attracted from the lobby by the loud voices. "'Doing enough,' returned Burke. "'Someone's taken a shot at Mr. Jameson in the garage. "'Now look here, you little brown brother. "'Do you mean to tell me you haven't been with anyone all the evening? "'Think, and think hard.' Mito protested, but Burke was not satisfied. "'Don't try to hide it,' he urged. "'This lady saw you.' Shelby gave a quick glance at Winifred, and then he turned to Mito. "'Tell him,' he commanded. "'Only Miss Baquita passed me once,' replied the Jap. "'She did not say anything. I saw Mr. Jameson, too, before, on the shore by the casino.' It was clever.' whatever else it might be no matter what either Paquita or i might say later mito had protected himself he had admitted everything and confessed nothing burke was far from satisfied he was about to turn to winifred when her brother interposed winifred interrupted johnson walcott in a tone approaching authority i think you had better not get mixed up in this affair quite right agreed shelby "'I see no reason why Miss Walcott should be annoyed by this cross-examination.' "'Winifred looked open defiance at her brother's interference. "'I can promise you that if I find that Mito has been doing anything he should not, "'I shall be responsible for him, smooth Shelby.' "'A moment later, both Winifred and her brother left. "'She still resented his brotherly interference.' Burke had not got anywhere with his questioning, and Kennedy apparently believed that the time for such a course was not yet ripe. "'I think the best thing we can do is to get Jameson to his room,' he suggested, by way of cutting off an unprofitable examination before any damage was done. Burke accepted the broad hint. While Shelby and Mito withdrew, Hastings and Craig between them managed to get me up to our room and to bed.' As I lay there, glad enough to be quiet, we held a hasty conference to consider the strange attack that had been made. "'What I don't understand,' I repeated, "'is how anyone should know that we ever thought of visiting either that garage or the other.' Kennedy had been saying very little. As Hastings and I talked, he seemed to be thinking over something deeply. Suddenly his face registered the dawn of an idea." "'To-morrow, Hastings,' he exclaimed, "'we must go into town. "'I want to go to your office. "'As for to-night, there doesn't seem to be anything more we can do. "'Burke and Riley are on guard downstairs. "'I think Walter needs a good rest, and so do we all. "'Good-night, Mr. Hastings. "'I will see you to-morrow, early.' A night's rest fixed me up all right, and I was anxiously down in the lobby early next morning. Fortunately nothing further of any great importance had happened during the night, and I felt a sense of satisfaction at not having missed anything. Among us all we had been able to keep a pretty close surveillance on those in Westport whom we suspected might have any information. The day before had brought with it a grist of new mystery instead of clearing up the old, but, kennedy was happy he was in his element and the harder it was to crack the nut the more zest he put into the cracking of it to my surprise the morning express found the entire maddox family except irene maddox gathered on the platform of the quaint little station what do you suppose has given them this sudden impulse to go into town whispered kennedy to hastings the lawyer shrugged ''I shouldn't be surprised if they were getting back into their normal state after the first shock,'' he replied dryly. ''I think they're all going to consult their various attorneys. Shelby probably will see Harvey, and Mrs. Walcott and her husband will see Duncan Bruce.'' As we waited for the train, I realised why it was that Westport was popular. The little town was not only a fair access to the city, but it was far enough away to be beyond the city's blight. Going back and forth was so easy that each of the contending parties was able to take it as a matter of course that he should go to New York. The crowning surprise came, however, just a moment before the express swung around the curve. The cream-coloured speedster swung up to the platform, turned, and backed in with the other cars. No one could miss it. The beautiful Paquita jumped airily out, more baffling than ever in her artificiality. As I watched her, my former impression was confirmed that the notoriety which she courted was, paradoxically, her cover. She seemed to seek the limelight. In so doing, did she hope to divert attention from what really was going on backstage? It would have been a bold stroke i expressed my idea to kennedy he smiled but not with his usual indulgence was it his own idea too